Hello, and welcome to the MPI Potomac Podcast, where you get to hear the voices of our Potomac chapter, as well as industry experts speaking on all things related to meetings and events. Our podcasts are released on the first and third Wednesday of each month, so set those reminders and be in the know. Well, hello, and welcome to the Voices of MPI's podcast series. I'm your host, Nancy Rosenbaum, Vice President of Strategic Partnerships at Multiview based here in the Washington DC area. Well, joining me today, I have two lovely women. The first is Andrea Gibbon, CEM, Executive Director at NATDA, which is the North American Trailer Dealers Association. And Stephanie Santini, CMP, DES, Senior Director, Education and Events at American College of Osteopathic Surgeons. Welcome to both of you. Thank you, Nancy, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Nancy, and hello, Andrea. I'm delighted to be here as well. Well, We're here today to discuss the journey of Andrea, who started her career in the event planning side and has successfully transitioned herself to executive director of an association. Andrea is also the recent recipient of the TSN, oh, sorry, it's the TSNN (laughs) Award for Outstanding Show Pro. So congratulations, Andrea, on that, that recent award. And we also have Stephanie, who is a senior um, in senior leadership at her association. So I'm going to pass the torch over to Stephanie in a minute, but I I do want to thank you both for joining us today and take it away, Stephanie. Thanks for having me, Nancy. And again, welcome, Andrea. I'm excited to participate in the podcast today as we look to redefine the role an event and meeting planner has at an association. Even prior to the pandemic, we have seen a shift in responsibilities from the traditional role of site selection, signing contracts, and logistics. Today's planner takes on marketing, membership, and a slew of other duties. Specifically for me, I serve in a senior management position as the chief events planner, but I also lead the continuing medical education division for my surgical association. So Andrea, tell us a little about how you got started in the industry. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, I kind of fell into it, which I think is a current theme for all event planners. Uh, You don't grow up and want to be an event planner for most of us. Uh, I have replied to a position at a company called International Exhibitions based in Houston, Texas for an administrative role. Um, And it was to support the events department. And as I kind of started to work out in the position and another event planner didn't work out at the time, Um, I kind of took over the role of logistics coordinator slash show coordinator um, and was kind of handed the biggest home and garden show they did at the time to kind of sink or swim. Um, And I swam. (laughs) A couple of years later, um, I was promoted to uh, manager supervisor of the events department there. Um, We were doing uh, 17 shows a year at the time. Um, mostly home and garden consumer shows. And then we did a couple of international um, oil and gas shows. So kind of got my feet wet on both sides. From there, um, I actually relocated back to New Jersey where I grew up and um, took a position with the Craft and Hobby Association. And so moved over to the nonprofit side of the association world and fell in love with trade shows all over again there. Um, From there, I wound up going to an association management company and learned the ins and outs of managing multiple associations at the same time from membership to events and then wound up, I found myself back at Craft and Hobby Association after that. 
Um, so in total, uh, was at CHA for I think something like nine something years um, and grew to a vice president position there. And then um, about two years ago, found myself in Florida and have relocated yet again, um, but now work with NATDA, was hired as director of operations and events and just recently promoted to executive director. Wow, well, kudos to you on that path. Um, it's exciting what uh, twists and turns the event world uh, may take you in, right? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I have become a pro packer in relocating. <laughs> I, I bet. <laughs> so, you know, how do you use your planning background to juggle, juggle the day-to-day -day at the association? And, and what does your day look like? Um, and also, you know, how do you bridge the gap between planner and executive director? Sure. So I think um, when you are an event manager, show manager, when you're responsible for all aspects of an event, um, you know, going off successfully, you come to look at an event holistically and how all of the components and all of the parts will work together in the end so that when the doors open, everything makes sense and everything is cohesive. So I think having that big picture attitude really translates over to managing an entire association because there are so many components to an association. You, know, you have your membership, you have the member benefits, you have the services that you can provide. You know, here we do, we also do a publication, we do a magazine. Um, and then of course the annual show and how do all of those components work together cohesively um, to produce the end result. And essentially the end result is the satisfaction of your membership. That is who you work for in an association. So just making sure all of your ducks are in a row. I mean, my association here, we are small but mighty staff. So we all wear a lot of hats. Um, so with my promotion to executive director, um, I took a little bit more on of the HR, the operations role than I had before. It was still part of my position, but now definitely uh, more falls on my shoulders. Um, and my relationship with the owner has definitely grown. Um, but I'm still in charge of the event. <laughs> so I'm still wearing my trade show hat. And um, we've done a little bit of shifting on our staff. So um, I'm mentoring um, our new director of operations on how to run a trade show. and. That's always something that I truly enjoy. I've had the um, benefit of doing that in my career of mentoring um, people over on the event side. And I just absolutely love that. So I think attention to detail is something that planners just naturally have, right? When you come into the event world, you either love it or you hate it. You know, you know almost right away whether this is meant for you. And if it's meant for you, the skills that come along with that, I think just lend itself to be able to grow and be able to, um, work the day-to-day -day of an association world. Yes, I think you bring up some excellent, interesting points. Uh, certainly as a planner, if you're providing, producing even a small event, um, but certainly large scale events, you do have to take a holistic approach mm -hmm. and see how all the moving parts fit together for a successful event. Um, and that does translate to running an organization. Uh, um, so very interesting. I appreciate the, uh, the insight into your world. And I do like that you also um, have the ability to still keep, uh, keep up with the events world and, and keep, keep, keep that muscle well-toned um, yes. as you serve as also executive director. You have a lot on your plate. <laughs> I think trade shows run in your blood, right? I think we've yeah. always said that. Once you fall in love, it's in your blood. You're never going to get out of it. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Um, did you ever think you would be an executive director? Um, 
Yeah, it's funny that you asked that because when I was at CHA and promoted to the VP position, which was VP of events and education at the time, I was privy to more executive level conversations, um, which I think really helped groom me for this position because we were looking at not just the show budget, which is what I was responsible for, but now I'm looking at the entire association budget. I'm working with the, the other VPs and the CEO to run the association and make decisions for the association. Um, and so I was actually in that CEO's kind of succession plan to take over should you know, anything happen that he leaves the organization. Um, so I think at that point in time, I was getting prepared for it. Did I think it would ultimately happen? I, I don't know, I wasn't counting on it, <laughs> but um, for me, it just seemed like gradual progression. I am very much a big picture thinker. Um, so I like to see how what I'm doing as an event, as an event planner, and how I'm organizing event affects the membership. And I'm very much about bursting bubbles and being able to talk to all departments and work together seamlessly to produce the best product possible for your members. So for me, it just seemed like an organic growth movement for me. Um, but I wasn't, you know, 100% counting on it happening. <laughs> Just, just as you got into the events world, right? It was, it was an unintentional fall into it. Correct. Yes. <laughs> so, how do you build credibility uh, among such a large, largely male-dominated uh, demographic as your organization? Sure. So, um, yeah, I work for the Trailer Dealers Association, which is definitely um, higher on the male demographic than the female. Um, Though there are some really strong females in our industry. And when I was named executive director, I was flattered beyond belief by how many of them reached out to me to congratulate me. They are there and they are supportive and um, makes me feel so good. Um, but a number of the men in our industry that I work with um, also reached out to congratulate me just as much, um, which, which made me feel just as good. Um, so it's, you know, I think for me, I've been here for two years. Um, we just produced our event. You know, obviously COVID canceled 2020 for all of us. Um, so we produced our event back in September and I think the proof was in the pudding. I was able to put on a trade show that was highly successful, broke attendance records. The attitude of everyone showing up was just pleasant and everyone had a good time. Um, and then the nomination came from TSNN and we announced that and the congratulations that I got from our industry was phenomenal and so supportive. Um, and then shortly after that, I received the promotion from our owners and that announcement came out and it seemed like everyone was like, well, of course. <laughs> and I was just taken aback because I, you know, I, it, the support I received was, was so, it was so flattering and so humbling. Um, and so I think for me, it's about respecting our members, continuing to work with them, whether they be male or female, treating everyone as equals and continuing the success, You know, continuing to produce the best event that we can, continuing to produce the best magazine that we can and the best member benefit package that we can for our members. And I hope that you know organically that respect will just grow for a female being in a male dominated industry. That's, that's great to hear. Well, first, congratulations on your award. Thank you. <laughs> um, and, and, and your promotion to executive director as well. Um, uh, it's great to hear that you are getting the support within, within your organization's industry. And I do think that the focus on membership as a whole 
um, we're not focusing just on female or male members. We focus on all of our members mm -hmm. and providing the best service to each of them. So it's wonderful to hear that that is reciprocated uh, back to you. Um, so uh, do you do you feel generally though do you that you've had more support from male or female peers or or really you see it across the board from everyone? I mean it's definitely across the board I would say but I do think that the event industry as a whole is female dominated um, so the support of my colleagues throughout the years has been phenomenal I've always had strong women to look up to in the industry um, whether I actually worked with them directly or they were just colleagues through, you know, management of IEEE or ASAE um, or PM, MPI, you know, just seeing females in those leadership roles was very inspiring to me. I had very strong female bosses back in my very first job um, and have always had female leaders since then. Um, so, it's really empowering being in the event industry as a female, I think, to be able to look up to such strong female leaders. Um, and the men in the industry, I've never been disrespected from any of them. I've always felt very supported by them. So the amount of congratulations that came out with my promotion and the award itself, um, I would say it was dominated by females just because our industry is dominated by females. But the men that I've worked with in the past and the ones that I met at TSNN were all incredibly supportive of both the award and the promotion. That's, that's wonderful to hear. And, and it goes back also to, to what you mentioned earlier about how much you love being a mentor in your current role. Um, and I'm sure you've mentored some others along the way. I think it's so important for all of us, uh, especially once in a leadership position to give back uh, and to encourage those male and female as they're coming up um, to define their career path and to choose um, what's what fulfills them and where they can be at their best. Um, so it's wonderful to hear um, to hear all of that. So what are some strategies for earning respect uh, when you are a new executive director? Because obviously it can be a challenge to be new and incoming. And you know some associations have an executive director that may have been there for thirty years and then leaves. Um, so for you specifically, what strategies have, have you found that work for, for earning that respect, both of the members and of the staff? Sure. Um, so, you know, I have been here for two years. Um, the old executive director left back in April-ish. Um, so the role was kind of vacant for a few months. The owners kind of wanted to see how the show was going to go before they made any decisions. Um, so in the meantime, I kind of just assumed the role. Um, I was director of operations and events. Um, so the staff here did report to me prior to the executive director leaving. Um, and then I reported to the ED. Um, so with him being gone, I kind of just filled that role. So I think in that time, um, I earned the respect of the staff, which I hope and think I had prior to that. But um, in more of a new role, everyone seems to be happy with my promotion. Um, and it's a really great team. Like I said, we're a small but mighty team. We all work really well together. We wear a lot of hats around here. Um, so I just think keeping the morale up, keeping everybody's spirits going, having a successful show is definitely important. Um, so that I think our team internally is just a great one to work with. Um, externally, you know, I think I kind of mentioned a little while ago, you know, because I have been here for two years, I have been working with a lot of our members, um, our exhibitors, so they know who I am. And I think building that trust over that time um, definitely helps 
my transition into the new role. One of the first things that happened was um, having Zoom calls um, with a lot of our major sponsors um, and players kind of with the industry and having that you know, quote unquote FaceTime with them um, to really kind of ensure their satisfaction with the membership. Um, I've been on the phone with different members, just really listening to them. And I think that that's important. It's listening to them. What do they need? What do they need from me or from the association? What can I do for them um, to make this association a part of their success for their businesses? Um, and so just continuing that communication, um, I think is really important. Yeah, and I think working in the association um, world and where we are so member focused and uh, member satisfaction is so important, listening is a big component of it. Um, you know, sometimes it might be of their dissatisfaction, but that's okay. <laughs> we want to hear what that is because it's the only way we're gonna we're gonna better serve them. Exactly, um, it's the only way for change is to yeah. hear both sides. <laughs> yeah. And you had the added challenge of becoming a new executive director. Luckily, you were there for a few years, but during right. the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> taking on that leadership role where maybe you would have flown out to see those members pre-pandemic. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily you were able to meet uh, for your trade show. So I'm sure you had um, some conversations there directly with your members. Um, so we have just a few minutes uh, left here, um, but I did want to get this question in. We're um, about three minutes out or so. Um, so as we wrap up, what advice would you give planners today who are looking to follow the same path that you have followed? Sure. I mean, long and short of it is look at the big picture. What are you doing in your bubble? What are you doing in your event world that is affecting everything else within your association? And how can you work with the other departments? Break that bubble. Talk to the other departments. Go out to lunch with your membership director. You know, call your member benefit partners. How is everything working together and how can you plan your event holistically to benefit the association? And when you start to plan that way, you'll start to look at the association with different eyes and you can grow that way by growing the association as a whole. That is some excellent advice, uh, Andrea. And thank you so much for, for shedding light uh, into your world. Um, I think the the advice you've given um, will help all of us, uh, both in our role as planners or, or if we're looking for that um, long-term career path and what, um, what the end picture will look like. Um, so once again, thank you so much for participating in this podcast. Uh, Nancy, do you have any closing remarks? Yeah, I do. I really just love this conversation and listening to both of you, you know, one thing that you, you both have been mentioning and Stephanie, you've been referring back to is the, the member benefit. And I think that no matter what your role is or whatever your journey is, you know, keeping that member in mind through the process, I think is important. And you both are very member centric. You can hear it in your answers. And so I just found that to be an interesting takeaway that, you know, while it is all about you and your journey and you're, you're climbing to the top, you know, you didn't step on anyone along the way, you know, you've embraced your membership and um, always keeping the concerns of the members uh, very top of mind. So, so thank you for that. And um, Andrea and Stephanie, thank you both so much. I hope that our listeners got a little something today about um, Andrea's journey. And Stephanie, thank you so much for facilitating the conversation. And we hope that everyone will listen to our next episode. So once again, thank you. This is the Voices of MPI, the Potomac Chapter Podcast, and Nancy Rosenbaum with Multiview signing off. Thank you both. <laughs>